Welcome to Voices of Santa Clara. Having a good idea doesn't get you done. And if we'd hit those, there would have been an explosion. We would have died, obviously. Scholarship should cultivate the virtues. Worry more about, am I searching for what I should be doing next in the world? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Voices of Santa Clara podcast. I'm your host, Gavin Cosgrave, a junior at Santa Clara, and this episode is a little different than normal. It's specifically about mental health and includes student resources and a counselor's perspective on mental health challenges at Santa Clara. Catherine Wasicki is a staff psychologist for Cowell Center Counseling and Psychological Services, or CAPS, at Santa Clara. Catherine did her undergraduate studies at UC Santa Cruz and her doctoral program at the Palo Alto University Stanford FISD Consortium. Her areas of specialty include self-acceptance, relationship challenges, anxiety, depression, multicultural issues, and identity development. In this conversation, we dive into anxiety, depression, and stress, and how students can deal with the inevitable pressures of college life. Catherine discusses different resources available and how students can help friends. This episode doesn't really dive into Catherine's personal story so much as practical information on addressing mental health challenges, but I think that it's a very relevant message that has the potential to improve the lives of students. So please enjoy this conversation with psychologist Catherine Wosicki. I wanted to start out by asking, in your time at Santa Clara so far, what have you kind of learned about mental health on campus at Santa Clara? The biggest things that people tend to come in for in terms of the counseling center are anxiety and depression. Those are really the big ones. Um, It's important to note, though, that um, at least, you know, in my own experience here, if someone comes in for, you know, reporting that they have anxiety or depression, it doesn't necessarily that mean that they meet criteria for a diagnosable disorder. Um, so a lot of times it might be an experience of having anxiety related to a really big change or depression due to a really big change um, that's happened recently. Um, and An important thing to note, too, with the anxiety and depression being most common is that college is, I'm sure as you know, a huge change in your life, right? You come to this entirely new place. Um, You have to create, kind of recreate yourself again by getting yourself a new community, redefining your identity, figuring out what you want to do with your life, and that experience inevitably um, leads you vulnerable to experiencing various uh, various anxieties mm-hmm. and you know perhaps some symptoms of depression which might be like difficulty with motivation or um, feeling like you don't really want to do things that you usually want to do um, not necessarily diagnosable but coming up because this is an extremely stressful time mm-hmm. in your life mm-hmm. Yeah, how, how does a student know if they're just experiencing some of that college stress versus it being something they really need to come talk to someone like you about? That's a great question. Um, 
One of the challenges is that sometimes it is hard for an individual to know, right? Um, generally speaking, what we would recommend is if you notice that your anxiety or feelings of sadness, lack of motivation, difficulty focusing, whatever it is, is getting in the way of your life, that's, that's really when you want to make sure that you come in. Um, so for example, if it's not just test anxiety and you're feeling like I'm so anxious, you know, I don't really want to do, I don't want to hang out with my friends like I used to, or I'm feeling like I can't go to classes as regularly, something like that, that's when you definitely want to come in. Um, ideally, you also have some sort of support network that can help you identify this because we're not always aware that it's happening because it happens gradually. So it's also good to check in with people. If you're kind of concerned, you know, you can say, do you think I've been acting differently? You know, what do you think about this? Um, and if there have been some some significant changes, it's, it's good to come in and check in with somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, along with kind of the the stress of college life I feel like that's that's just so so common you know and I, sometimes it's maybe difficult to distinguish what's what's stress what's anxiety what's what's like depression you know uh -huh. so it is I, I don't know are, are those are those common or, or is any amount of stress like good in, in someone's life or how does like how does a student know what, what's normal you know yes when we're thinking about stress specifically stress is something that is inevitable you're going to experience it no matter what. The key is that you only want to experience, ideally, moderate levels of distress intermittently. Um, and so that might be something like the stress that you experience when you're taking an exam that you're pretty worried about. Or that might be the day-to-day -day stress of like running late for something and you got to run and, and make sure that you get there on time. Um, so we want these little brief periods of stress and those things can be positive. Um, you can experience stress because of good things too, right? Like if you're really excited about moving into a new place, that can create stress. Um, new relationship, that can create stress. One of the most stressful things a person can experience is actually marriage. That creates stress. Um, so these aren't necessarily bad things that cause stress too, so it can be positive. Um, one other thing is that we need stress because it helps us to grow. Um, if if you are experiencing some sort of challenge you're feeling really stressed about and you're not quite sure that you can overcome the challenge, once you do, you are able to experience a sense of mastery and know like, okay, I was able to get through that. That means I can kind of get through similar things. That means I can get through the next thing. So that helps you to know that you, you can do it and that you can grow and expand. Um, the issue becomes if your stress is bothering you every day. And what we really want to avoid is that chronic daily stress. Um, if you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed all the time, that really compromises your physical and mental health and can really wear you down over time. Mm -hmm. I feel like because of the maybe that just the Silicon Valley environment, or maybe this is just American culture, but there's kind of a 
a stigma against using psychological services. I feel like especially among uh, men, maybe it's not safe as much to talk about emotions, or at least there's that perception, you know, to kind of be tough and get through Mm -hmm. whatever you're going through and that, you know, everyone else is, um, everyone's kind of doing their own thing, right? So do you have any thoughts about that kind of stigma in our society? Yeah, it's kind of a big one. Um, I think first to just address the stigma piece in general, I think, you know, it can be really hard to seek psychological services, right? Um, There's this idea in our society that we are supposed to be on top of it, that we're supposed to be happy, turn that frown upside down kind of a thing. Um, And the reality is that anxiety, sadness, not being on top of it are universal human experiences. We can't not have these things happen. They're just bound to happen. Um, and so the challenge becomes when we think, you know, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm really messing up. Um, we start to have this thought, like maybe there's something wrong with me. And sometimes the sense is that in going somewhere, like going to CAPS, it's almost a verifying that there's something wrong. Um, but the truth is that these are are normal human experiences. Um, no one can be on top of it all the time, right? No one cannot experience anxiety. No one cannot be sad. Um, and and so the the stigma really kind of keeps us from from realizing that that it's okay to be human. Um, when it comes to men, it seems like that stigma is even more pronounced with the like you were saying with the expectations being that you're supposed to be macho you know you're not supposed to talk about your emotions um you're not supposed to exhibit any emotions like sadness or anxiety um and i'm actually thinking that really you're more qualified to answer that question than i am given that you're a male and i kind of wonder for you what messages do you think that you received with respect Mm -hmm. to being a male and sharing your emotions and seeking psychological Mm -hmm. services? Mm -hmm. It's, it's different for different people. And maybe I'm a more emotional person than some other Mm -hmm. communities, but I think it's always just difficult to admit that you have a problem if something's, if you think of it as being really small, you know, and that I think knowing where, where the line is, um, when it's such a subtle continuum can be really be really difficult so yeah i i don't know what the what the answer is <laughs> i know well there may not be an exact mm-hmm. answer right mm-hmm. um but it's really challenging yeah I, I feel like on a similar vein there's a lot of pressure at santa clara and just in college in general to be really involved right and to mm-hmm. do things that benefit your career and mm-hmm. to join some social groups and just to kind of take full advantage of this of this time and that can be a really positive thing right if you're surrounded by a culture of you know improving yourself and learning and growing but mm-hmm. i think for a lot of students they almost get like over involved you know so mm-hmm. I, I don't know do you have any thoughts on how students can kind of take full advantage of this unique time in their life, but also take care of themselves? Oh, man. Um, (laughs) That one's tough because you are being pulled in so many different directions during this period, right? Because 
you do have all of these things that you want to do. Maybe you um, have ideas about starting your career right after college and you're networking. Maybe you want to go to grad school, right? Um, maybe you're really um, somebody who's really focused on leadership and doing a lot of that. At the same time, you're going to classes. You are trying to maintain friendships, right? So there's a lot going on all at the same time. Um, and in terms of managing that, it's a highly individualized thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some folks just have more bandwidth than others do, and it really has to do to has to do with paying attention to yourself. Actually, a lot of times we don't pay attention to how we're actually feeling in our bodies, um, what's going on in our head, and when we tend to ignore that we keep going and going and going and going until we feel so overwhelmed that we almost get paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really has to do with trying to pay attention to, okay, how am I feeling right now? Do I need a break? Mm-hmm. You know, is it realistic for me to be taking on all of these responsibilities um, and allowing yourself to maybe, you know, be a little human and maybe need a little bit of space to breathe and, being college mm-hmm. and enjoy yourself mm-hmm. because it is a very unique period mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah on the more practical side what are kind of some some practices that students can implement if they're feeling either nervous or stressed or anxious and maybe they don't they don't want to come in or they don't feel that it's 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 that bad but they they, they need some help on how to take care of themselves what would you mm. recommend or just some different ideas when you're dealing with stress, there are a few different things that you want to think about. So first of all, you want to take care of your body. So that means eating well, eating balanced meals, um, which I know is not always the easiest thing to do. Um, that also means getting good sleep. That also means getting regular exercise. Um, and hopefully this, this lightens the load a little bit, but recent, recent studies have shown that 22 minutes of moderate exercise a day is enough, so you don't have to like go to the gym for hours or anything. So um, taking, taking care of your body. Another piece is letting yourself relax. Um, and for people that's for a lot of people that's going to be something that's very different right like one person may get really relaxed by going for a six mile run while another person may feel really relaxed when they lay down and eat popcorn and watch netflix so part of this has to do with knowing yourself and knowing what actually relaxes you and it may require a little bit of trial and error right um because no one teaches you this, right? It's not like you're in sixth grade and and you get a lesson on like how, you know, here's some stress busters for you, right? No one talks about this. Um, So uh, testing to see what's relaxing. It could be something like yoga, could be um, deep breathing or something like that. Um, And the last thing is allowing yourself to have a break and do something fun. And I'm really do something fun. I don't want you to be watching YouTube videos and also be thinking about the papers that you have to write at the same time. No, that's not, that doesn't count. Um, 
you want to do the best you can to do something that you really consider fun and try to really focus on whatever you're doing in that moment. Give yourself an opportunity to put those all of those obligations away mm-hmm. for a moment. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned at the beginning that it can be difficult to kind of recognize symptoms in yourself. So I'm wondering for, for people out there who might might have a friend that's going through something difficult or just that want to be a part of building a, a positive community at Santa Clara, like what are some what are some practices or ideas that we can kind of do to be a more accepting and build each other up? I honestly believe that, of course, li- listening and being there for your friend is the most one of the most helpful things you can do to start with, right? And that also is, you know, um, in our culture, kind of how we were talking about earlier, how it sort of turned that frown upside down. Um, When you're sitting with a friend and they're feeling really anxious about something, um, sometimes we have the feeling that we should say something like, oh, don't worry about it, you're gonna be great, right? the challenge is, is that that doesn't always make everyone feel better. For some people, it feels a little dismissive and like it's minimizing the experience they're having. So a lot of times just recognizing like, yeah, you're feeling really anxious right now and this is really hard can be a really helpful way of responding. I'm also wondering, are you also thinking in terms of like ways that friends can kind of pick up on signs yeah yeah okay so like signs that somebody's having a hard time Mm -hmm. okay there are sort of some basics to look for and those would be significant behavior changes so if somebody really isn't sleeping if they're really not eating um if they are using substances way more than they used to if they went from somebody who's super social to somebody who's really withdrawn um those are the things that are going to tell you that something something may be up and it might be a good time for them to seek support um and of course one thing's that um students can do if they're interested in learning a little bit more about knowing the signs and knowing how to respond um they can if they're interested attend one of the qpr trainings the question persuade refer where you learn more about what you can do if you're concerned if a friend might be having thoughts about suicide Um, that's a great training you can become a gatekeeper there Um, And we have those many times throughout the year. Um, Additionally, we're starting a uh, Cowell Ambassadors Program. And what that's going to be is we're going to have students help us um, kind of spread ourselves out and become a little bit more visible to the community because we're kind of way we're over here doing our thing and not everybody knows what goes on over here so our hope is that we can have ambassadors do some outreach kind of try to figure out okay what what do students really need so we can be on top of it and in that process the ambassadors are going to get some education about um, mental health. Mm-hmm. So those are a couple of ways that if you're interested, you could mm-hmm. get some of that information. Yeah. You just mentioned a couple, but are there any other resources that students should be aware of from CAPS that are available to them? Yes, there are a lot. Actually, There are a lot, actually. Um, so, 
of course, there is there is individual therapy. Um, so if you're wanting to talk to somebody one-on-one, we offer 10 sessions per academic year. The first six are free, and then sessions seven through 10 are 20 bucks a pop. Um, so those are our options for folks. One of the big things is crisis hours, and that's one that I really want to make sure that people are aware of. So Cowell has a walk-in crisis hours. So you can come into Cowell anytime between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. if you are needing to talk to somebody right away. Um, and you feel like, okay, you know, whatever's going on today, I just know I got to talk to somebody about this issue or like, I'm really worried about this, this problem. I'm worried about things I've been thinking about, whatever it is. So what we do in those hour, those half an hour sessions is we kind of try to figure out how to problem solve a little bit and then come together and say, okay, um, we kind of have things stabilized for now. What do we want to do from here? You know, do you want to come back? What would be the best thing for you to do moving forward? We also have triage, which I don't think that people use very often. But if you want to just talk to a counselor and see, you know, hey, is this something that I should come into CAPS for? Or what do you think about this? Um, you can call the front desk, ask to speak to a counselor, and someone will get back to you within 24 hours um, and consult with you and maybe give you some tools of how to manage whatever it is that's going on. Um, in the meantime, whatever's going on. And they might invite you to come in depending upon what's going on. We also have several groups. Um, and I know a lot of times people shy away from groups um, because it seems a little awkward, like, ah, I don't know if I wanna sit down with people and talk about my problems. Um, however, groups can be an incredibly healing experience because you're oftentimes finally with a group of people who really get you and really get what's going on. And are in you're you're in the same shoes in a lot of different ways, and so that can be really amazing. Um, I guess just to shout out the groups that we have now, if that's okay. Um, so we have a group called Understanding Yourself and Others. In this group, you get a good understanding of what your interpersonal patterns are, right? And how are the ways I'm communicating potentially effective? And are there ways I'm communicating that are ineffective? So if you're struggling with relationships and you're not sure quite why, that's a fabulous group to go to. Um, that one is a, is a closed group. So if people were interested, um, they would want to contact the front desk next quarter and say like, hey, I wanna, I wanna join this group. Another one we have is Body Positive. And that one is done by Dr. Ramirez. And it talks all about, encourages just having a better body image and being really aware of the messages that we tend to get from society that can negatively impact the way that we look at ourselves and the way that we think about food. Um, and that is, is a drop-in group. So anybody can go, and that one is on Thursdays from 3.30 to 5, and that one is in Graham. It's in the film room, so that's uh, 258. We also have a group for folks who come from quote-unquote difficult families however you want to define it and the way that we describe that group is you know if you are a person who isn't 
isn't really excited to go home for the holidays, this may be a group for you. Um, we also have a women of, of color support group by Dr. Nguyen. Um, and that one is happening on Fridays from 2 to 3.30. Um, and that one has really blown up. She just started it last quarter and she's like getting a few people, but now there's a, a bunch of people utilizing it. So that's been really awesome to see. Last one, the mindfulness drop-in group. So uh, we have a mindfulness drop-in group every Thursday from 4 to 4.30. So if you're interested in mindfulness, want to relax, you can go in there and um, spend 30 minutes engaging in a mindfulness activity. So those are the groups. So what should a, a parent do if they're maybe either worried about their child or they just want more information on the mental health services available at Santa Clara? Sure, I think that's a great question. Um, if, if they are worried about their child um, and they wanna know more, they're, all, they're always welcome to take a look at the CAPS website because everything everything is there. Um, so if they're worried about their child's safety and they want to know what can be done, you know, there's information about how to contact campus safety, things like that. Um, the challenge is that most students are over 18, right? So what they can do if they're worried about a student is they can call, they can contact um, the Office of Student Life, maybe, um, and let them know, hey, we're we're worried about you know our child, and we're not sure what to do, um, and they can tell them what's going on. the The issue is like if they call us, you know, we can neither confirm nor deny whether or not we're seeing somebody, and so a parent can talk to us and can tell us what their concerns are, but unless we have a release of information, we, can, we can't say anything to them about it. So if they do wanna contact the counseling center, they know that their child is there, but they don't have a release, they can always call and say, hey, I've got some information for you, um, and I know you can't say anything about it, but here it is. So that's always an option too. Are there any other recommendations or pieces of advice that you want to add for people out there in the community? Any kind of distress you're experiencing is important um, and it's worth, it's worth looking at. So if you're worried about it, come in. We always want to, we always want to help. We're doing our best um, to do everything we can to help all the students um, and we we want to recognize and make sure that you recognize that what you're going through doesn't does matter, right? Even though the society might tell us that it doesn't really, right? Or that we should ignore it. Um, so we want to be a place that that is safe for people. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks so much for this conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can go to VoicesOfSantaClara.com to read a partial transcript of this episode, follow on Twitter at VoicesOfSCU, or leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. I'll see you next time.